0: What's up, podcast world? It's... Hey, if you know, you know. We're we're going. We're live. What's up, everyone? (laughs) How's it going? Welcome to the first episode of the E2E podcast. We've been so excited to launch. This is something we've talked about (laughs) for a while here, and now here we are. This is our first ever podcast that we've recorded. None of us have done this before, so bear with us. This could be fun. We'll see. We're just excited what God has here for us. We're just an extension of the the young adult ministry of Outback and Remain here at FBC, and we are just excited to just share the Word of God and just talk about things that really matter here, and we hope that in listening you're encouraged by this. So with that said, my name is Aiden, if you do not know me already, and I have four fine gentlemen here in the room with me this morning. Across from me, I got the one and only Carson Slater. What's up, Podcast World? I'll be the, the only person I know who can wear a short sleeved hoodie and absolutely is rocking it today. Uh next to me here I got <laughs> uh the State Farm's newest acquisition, uh Jack MacArthur. Um, here he is.
1: Hello, it's Jack from State Farm.
0: <laughs> and then uh next to me on the other side we got Jonathan Samuel Foley.
1: What's up,
2: y'all?
0: Yeah, and and here we are. We are just All here, excited to talk to you all today. Um, Not going to lie, for as much as we've talked about this, I think we're all a little tired this morning, but we're still excited, ready to go. Um, Don't really know how else to introduce everyone because we're all
3: a bit different. Um, Oh, oh. Well, I just wanted to point out that you said we had four gentlemen in the room and you left Don't out the fourth one. Poor poor sound guy Ryan. Um we got our boy Le- Ryan Woo. Lahotsky, in the room. He's doing the audio for Lil us. Little so. Leho. Thanks Ryan. <laughs> we can't Anyways. put
1: him on a mic yet. We're we're a little afraid of him. So someday. <laughs> also, <laughs> right
3: out
2: the gate, the entire world knows my full name. So thank you, Aiden <laughs> Alexander Carson. Oh, you're welcome.
0: Uh, th- there's the first on there. There, there might be more one day. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, we're we're basically four dudes who've known each other for a long time. If you can't tell already, we're just kind of here, just vibing. Um, we we all like to do different things, but I think one thing that we all have in common, which kind of brings us here today, is that you know we're all Christians. So Honestly, that's probably just what we're going to talk about today. Um what does it mean to be a Christian? What what is a Christian? That's something that we all are, but like what does that mean? I think that's a great way to just get this podcast thing here rolling.
3: Yeah, I I mean, if you go back to um this is Carson speaking by the way, but if you go back to um Acts 2, like I think that was like when the Holy Spirit came and the Pentecost happened and 3,000 people were saved that day, there was like this mass dispersion of all the people who were in Jerusalem that day and just kind of went back to their homes um, and in the Middle East. And um, the word started to spread. Um, The good news of Jesus started to spread. And that's when I think people were first called um, Christians or little Christs is what it actually literally means. So, um, yeah, if you guys want to elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, no, I I, uh, I think it's interesting, you know, there's that the passages in Acts where the, the term Christian is first used. Um it's really interesting just to kind of look at different parts of scripture on on that idea. because uh, there's a lot of people who, who call themselves Christians and um who aren't even necessarily of the same faith. Uh and, and so it's a very interesting idea to talk about kind of kind of what it is to be a Christian. Um and I guess the, the simplest way I, I would I, I would consider it is just to be a Christ follower um and, and I know that that even in itself is a little bit vague um but I think one of the one of the things that can help in, in this kind of thought is to is to look at what uh the the kind of fruit that comes from being a christian um and, and john talks about how you'll you'll know if you're my disciple if you 're marked by my love um and so there 's kind of this mark of Christians that is love that um should be evident in our lives as christians um and we can kind of know that we are are living in christ if we 're following his commandments right as it talks about in first John. Um, so lots of good things, um, to kind of just consider throughout, uh, all the course of scripture.
2: Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about in acts, just the history of like first being called Christians, but before the word Christian was coined before little Christ, um, was first stated, uh, it was Christianity. What we know it now was a movement known as the way and, This comes um, from what Jesus spoke. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And they really just, the disciples held on to that promise. Like, Jesus is the way. He's like the only way. There's no other way to the Father except through him. And after he died and rose from the grave and ascended into heaven, they really took that with them as, you know, we are the bears of the only way to heaven and we need to get that out. I'd like after like in acts, the first thing that happens is um, Peter and John are walking by the beautiful gate and there's the, the beggar and he asks for like money. He needs money. He doesn't, he can't feed himself. And um, Peter says, you know, Uh, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I offer you. And he says, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk because he was lame. He couldn't walk. And that is just an absolutely perfect picture of what we have. We don't have anything to offer in this world, like money and all that. It doesn't matter as much as what we have. It's the way, Um, and Jesus is that way.
3: I think we'd be remiss if we like didn't um talk about like the context of why we we don't have a way in the first place, right? Um going back to the very beginning, you look at um in Genesis, you look at the fall, um you look at Adam and Eve where they blatantly disobeyed God and it's something that we still do every single day to this day. If you are a human being, you you call yourself a a person, um you've definitely sinned in your life. You've definitely done something that is contrary to what God has commanded. Um, and not only that, these things are, it's not like God is this angry judge hovering over you in the sky, like saying, hey, you need to follow all these things. It's He does it because he loves us. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's really important to remember that and why we need to be um, following Christ is because we are in need of someone who has made a way and so um yeah if one of you guys want to talk about how christ made a way that'd be kind of epic
0: so one thing that's just kind of coming to mind just hearing what you guys are all saying um each of you just kind of brought up scripture you brought up the bible um and that is a, a pretty key um part of the foundation of what it means to be a christian so so Basically, yeah, this is a very open question, maybe taking a bit of a different way, but like how does the Bible tie into defining what a Christian means? I mean, we say here and believe here and teach here that, you know, the Bible is the inspired word of God, all scriptures God breathes. So, so how does, where's the tie-in of that, of the Bible to being a Christian? Just like, what's kind of like the macro story or the gist of, of the Bible? Because we've, we've mentioned things like like Jesus, mentioned things here like like sin that we've all fallen short. Like, What is what is the big overall
3: tie in there? Well, kind of going back into Genesis, um, I know we were just there, but in Genesis 15, verse 6, um, God's calling Abraham and he's making a promise that he's carrying out the promise that was promised to Adam and Eve in, in Genesis 3 where the serpent will strike his heel, but Jesus was going to or the, the, the offspring of the woman is going to crush the serpent's head. Um, and it kind of is carried out through this promise to Abraham. Um, and Abraham, he says he says to Abraham, I will make you like the father of many nations. And and through this, um, there's going to be a Messiah to come that is going to redeem humanity. And he's going to make a way for you to have a relationship with me, a perfect, holy, righteous, justice God. Um, And it says in Genesis 15, 6, it says like Abraham believed God and it was counted as righteousness. Um, Just like he simply just had faith. Um, And I think nowadays in in Christianity, it's really um, this this question is kind of a tricky one because um, it's as simple as, yes, you just need to have faith. But I think that faith also has a lot of implications where you can. Um, kind of conflate things, you can um, confuse things, and um, so it's kind of hard to give a a definitive, like really short answer. Which is why we have the podcast to unpack this. So,
1: yeah, and I I love the point that you were just you were just kind of making, like pulling it back to Genesis and kind of kind of starting there. Um, and, and I love that question too, and just just the thinking through Scripture and how Scripture explains all this. Because um, if we don't start with Scripture and we're we're sort of just going off of our own knowledge, then we're we're going to be missing it. Um, But, you know, in the Old Testament, you see all these different stories of all these different men and women, um, people that we we know and and we learn from, big names like David and whatnot. um, And and all their stories are are really helpful. But if you're not seeing how they all point to the necessity of Christ in the end, um, there's kind of that overall theme in the Old Testament that you might be missing. Right. So. From Genesis right away with the fall and then starting with Abraham and the covenant that's made and then kind of going through this whole lineage all the way that's leading up to Christ. We see this story unfold of, of effectively a, a perfect, of a, of a God who who loves us and is unfailing in his love, but is also, is also perfectly just um, and he's, he's the perfect judge and he is righteous. Um, so he, he, he requires a standard of righteousness that uh, is, is perfection. Um, so while he is perfectly just, he is also perfectly loving, right? So I know we talked about a little bit about the, about the way that we come to Christ, right? And, and Christ is the way to get back to a perfect and a righteous relationship with God, right? To be made right with God. Um, so, so Christ is sort of that the expression of perfect love that, that God has for us to bring us back into a right relation with him. Because the standard of righteousness is something that we can't attain, um, and so when we talk about scripture and how it ties in, that that really is—I mean—that's like the whole whole word of God from the from start to finish, right? Talking about the fall all the way through Christ, um, and then you get into to sort of the 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 letters of Paul, and we see a lot more too about kind of how we should live now as a result, right? Um, and so we when we think of Christians, we might think of the attributes of Christians. And that's all, all fine and good, uh, but it's very important to see that, that those are only attributes because it's it's fruit that is being done by the Spirit within Christians, right? Because they now have a personal relationship with Christ, because they have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, um, it, it is only because of, of that initial repentance and, and faith that is put in Christ. Um, and, and now you see just kind of awesome things that God can do from that. Um, so it's important to never kind of mistake just those attributes for uh, Christianity. They're amazing things, but they're just works of the Spirit that are done um, as a <laughs> as a blessing, as a gift.
0: So one thing that um, you hear a lot about when when someone first comes to faith in Christ, when someone first realizes, you know, that that all have sinned and fallen short, that there was a perfect relationship with God. That was broken when when we had that free will and when we chose when we chose evil, right? So that relationship was broken. And then when they realized right. that that Christ was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, that that God loved us so much to not keep that relationship broken, that He mended it and He mended it through Christ, coming and dying on the cross for our sins. When someone first comes to that faith, we hear the term a lot, born again. So so what does that that mean and how does that relate? to to being a christian what does it mean to be born again because like look y'all it's it's 2021 <laughs> and if you were to just say that to your ordinary person right. if i was to go to to asu um for my classes and, and tell someone, hey you need to be born again like like you are living in sin and you need to get out of this you need to be born again they're going to look at me and be like what like like what does that mean like how <laughs> can i go back into my mom's womb. Yeah, and I think come back out. I
1: think Nicodemus explains it the best, right? You go back to the womb and you, you get <laughs> born again. It's, uh, yeah. it's Right there in the word, right? Classic. <laughs> yeah. So that is
2: not the case. That's not. That's not what we do. do so, quick disclaimer, quick. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, our first birth is a birth into the flesh, and that's where you know we we get our sin nature, and that's why we need salvation. But the spirit. Um, we are to be born again of the spirit. So it's not a physical birth. It is a spiritual rebirth. And Titus 3 verse 5 talks about it. Um, I'm going to pull
0: it up.
1: Pause for uh, page flipping over here. <laughs> this is good, though. This is worth it.
0: Ooh, bear with me got one hand. It's the one that says we're
2: saved not by the good that we've done, but...
1: Hey, one nice hand on the mic, right. one hand in the Bible. It's <laughs> perfect. <laughs>
2: Sir, okay, so Titus three five it says, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. So, if we just break that down, um, the deeds which we do in righteousness, they can't save us. Right. It says that. We are not saved on the basis of the good what we have done, but according to his mercy. So God's mercy is what saves us, not our righteousness. And then it says, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. So sort of that regeneration, we are, we are dead in our sins, right? We need to be revived. We need to be regenerated. And the Holy Spirit does that, it says here by the by the washing of regeneration and the renewing by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts, and He makes us alive to God. And at the same time, Romans talks about we are we are dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So, um, and uh, Romans it talks about putting to death the deeds of the flesh. So, when when we are born again, when we are justified, just the word justified means just as if I had not sinned. It's a moment in time that happens to us and we are instantly, we are made right with God. We are in a right standing with him that we are saved. Justification. Yes, justification. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that.
0: I think just tacking onto that right there, I think Romans 8 puts it perfectly, that justification that Verse 1 says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And and uh, we had a conversation um, at the last Outback, actually, um, with some high schoolers about what that word condemnation means. Because that's a big word, and, and I'm a really simple guy. So when I read that, I'm like, what does that mean, right? And it's saying that there's there's no punishment. Condemnation, like you deserve some sort of punishment, if, if I'm not mistaken. And when you're in Christ, there's no condemnation. Like our sin leads to death. And the Bible makes that very clear, that, that once... You have darkness in you, and we all do because we've all sinned, that you cannot be with a God who is light and who is perfect. His standard is perfection, and there is no way for you to fix that on your own, and that's why Jesus came, and that's why the gospel, this book, this Bible is called the good news because it's the good news that even though we can't fix it, God made a way to save us from himself, for himself, and, and draw us back to himself and that's in Jesus and just talking about that rebirth being born again it's verse 2 says for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death is that we were once we were once stuck in that sin but but now we have been made new we've we've put off the old spirit the old sinful nature and we've been made new it's basically like being born again like cleaning the slate like you have been set free like you are not bound to that sin that once held you and like that is good news
1: i also love I, I i love i don't know who who brought this up or where this story comes from but um i, I know I, was, I think i was talking about with you carson where there might have been a professor or somebody who had like a portrait in his office of himself crucified on the cross type of thing it was oh, yeah. being done that
2: was um or was that that was the author of the gospel primer um that's Milton right vincent that was in the that was in the uh preface so. right and that's, <laughs> vincent plug right there <laughs> it's right uh
1: there. read the gospel primer yeah really that's a that's a great book a really, really short book too if you're interested but um it was it was almost something that kind of sounded uh like low-key heretical in a way <laughs> to, to think of your you know to think of like this like portrait like that um but you know paul talks about how we've been crucified with christ so so when you're when we talk about being born again it, it's kind of important to to start with you know Sort of, if you're already born, why do you need to be born again, right? And it's because your your old sin nature gets crucified to the cross, right? Like your old your old sinful self um, that that apart from Christ, right? There's no condemnation in Christ, so apart from Christ, there is the condemnation that your sin brings. Um, that that gets crucified to the cross when when you put your faith in Christ and you're now born again. You're given new life, um, and it's like Johnny was saying, spiritual rebirth. Just one of the greatest blessings. I mean, probably the <laughs> the greatest blessing of all time. So, awesome stuff.
2: Yeah, man, I got the reference right here, Romans six six. It says this, uh, Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin.
1: Hey, amen.
3: So, if we're just kind of like taking this this topic, like if I'm listening to this podcast and I'm kind of hearing a lot of this stuff for the first time, like, um, I think I would wanna encourage you um by like saying like if you are gonna <laughs> if you're gonna look into christianity you're gonna hear a lot of people talk about gospel or something it's called it it's literally called good news um and we're gonna use a lot of things called like in in i guess church language it's we're gonna use gospel language and so I guess if i um we've done a lot of talking, and I think if we had to like boil a lot of this down um there's a few things that I would totally regret not talking about um in regards to what the gospel is um in this podcast and so, so I kind of have like five like bullet points that kind of like obviously this is still like an oversimplification let's go um like please by all means dig deeper into what the Bible has to say about the gospel but um the five kind of would be if you want to be a Christian if you want to call yourself a Christian, this is, like, a great place to start. It's to believe that Jesus is God, um, right? If, if you don't believe Jesus is God, you don't believe that the God of all creation suffered the punishment for you in your place. Well, like, think about it rationally. Like, only God can withstand the wrath of God and survive. Um, so, if you don't believe Jesus is God, then some random dude just died for you, and it literally means nothing. So, um, the next thing would be that you are sinful and you are deserving of the wrath of God. Um and then uh the third thing would be that, um, kind of piggybacking off point one, man, Jesus is the wrath bearing substitute. Um, and you can you can find that in Romans three twenty one through twenty five. Um and then your responsibility is that you as a person have to respond in faith and in trust and that Jesus is the wrath bearing substitute. Um And then naturally, the fifth thing is that um, Christ is going to restore your relationship with him to be a right working one in joyous submission to him. I think in in the book of Matthew, Jesus says, he who has been forgiven much loves much. Um, If someone goes and buys you something, not to tokenize salvation. Salvation isn't this thing that that God gives us. I want to make that very clear. Like the end of salvation, the end of being saved is to have a relationship with God. Like we get God. But if someone were to give you this really amazing gift, this analogy falls short. I just want to make that clear. But like you would be thankful and you would want to, especially if they're in a position of authority over you, submit to them in order to show them your thankfulness, right? Um, so that's kind of where that, that um, framework goes. That's where that Like line of thought goes is, um, if you really love God for what He's done for you, the only like rational response is to obey, (laughs) because you love Him back and you want what He wants for you, which is to obey. So, and then one last thing is like, um, if you kind of get hung up on the whole like repentance and turning from sin and all these things and obedience to God, kind of like you just think of God as this enforcer of rules. in first John, like John reminds us that God's commandments are not burdensome. They're, they're there to help us live a life that's ultimately best for ourselves. Um, God created us. He knows what's best for us. Um, and they're there to help us glorify God better. Um, so, um, yeah, you guys have anything to add to that? Anything on your minds?
1: I um, just, just want to add that uh, bolted lists are amazing. I think that we are uh, addicted to bolted lists.
3: It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a lot of like, you're going to hear a lot of things in culture where people are going to try to, and like myself included, like um, it's so easy to oversimplify and also overcomplicate the gospel. Um, and a lot of analogies are going to fall short. Um, and that's why you need scripture, right? It's it's what grounds um, all of our thinking. And it, it, it helps us to be consistent in what we're doing. Um yeah don't don't take our bulleted list for for it go read the word go read the bible please but it's
1: just a starting point you know <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah. and and honestly just to to kind of wrap up here just just hit us with those points one more time just those quick five
2: yeah the, the gospel
3: the gospel it's as, as a bulleted list jesus is, is god <laughs> Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Um, I'll, I'll give you the scripture references too. Man is sinful and deserving of the wrath of God. Read, please go read Romans 1, 18 through three twenty. 20. Um, and then <laughs> Jesus is the wrath-bearing substitute. That's point number three. It's uh, Romans 3, 21 through 25. And then man responds in faith and trust in that you have Jesus as the ma- wrath-bearing substitute taking your penalty. Um, and then Jesus restores man to a right-working relationship um, with God himself. Like, I don't think there's anything more you could ever ask for. Um, amen. Yeah. Just like having a relationship with the, the the one who created you. And, um, even after everything you've done to like rebel against him. So what's up, Johnny? Yeah. So
2: I don't think that this has been mentioned, but one, there, there are two really amazing verses that, um, I think wrap up exactly how to accept, you know, the gospel. Um, That would be in Romans 10 and 1 John 1. Uh, Romans 10 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that is how you receive the justification that God offers. And then there's 1 John 1. It says, um, you know, I'm just going to pull it up. I do not want to mess it up. I know I haven't memorized, but I don't want to mess it up. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Y'all, if we confess, he is faithful. He is faithful no matter what, but he will cleanse us and forgive us when we confess because he is faithful. So,
3: Amen. That's a word right there. Yeah. Just one more thing to add, though. Just I'm sorry. I know we're we're, we're running over time. We're cramming. It's okay, we're only we're 6 minutes over. Just All trying right. to be faithful to oh, and obedient to what Let's God has called us. You need us to hear to. this. You need to hear this. Um we just want to be very clear on that faith leads to repentance. It's not any no, no work you can do can ever save you. Um it's it's like um works don't save, but they're the mark of someone who's saved. I think we've said that several times, but it's just so easy to Fall into the trap of the Pharisees in in the Gospels, where they simply just believe that if they worked hard enough, they could earn their salvation. Especially in our culture today in America, like the American dream, you can earn whatever you want. Um, that's not true for salvation. So, believe in God, <laughs> believe in Jesus, um, understand His love for you, and uh, yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, honestly, walking in Christ is simple
0: as A, B, C: admit that you're a sinner, believe in what Jesus did for you on the cross, confess with your mouth that He's Lord. That's the word. All Amen. That right. is a wrap on episode one, guys. We love y'all, and we'll catch you again next time. Thanks for See. listening, guys. Thank y'all.